0: of Payne. If you're buying a home, it's smart to know what to watch out for as you make your way through the process. While it's hard enough to find a home that meets your needs and fits in with your lifestyle, there are certain hints that should give you some idea of whether or not something is just out of place. Owner of DH Home Solutions, Doug Hentes, gives some tips on the most common things to keep an eye out for when you're buying a home and discusses why many people are overpaying for their homes. Thanks for joining me, Doug.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Could you tell me why a lot of people are just moving around right now?
1: Yeah. So this market's crazy right now. The real estate market just nationwide is is just booming. And there's a few main reasons. I think that it has to do with it, especially after COVID. There I think part of it is personal reasons and part of it is what's the what the market is dictating right now. And so I think a lot of people are investing in their houses right now, their home, you know, their home where they spend all their time with their family and everything right now. And so people are kind of in this in this mode where they're not really sure what to do. They don't know if they need to be moving into a house. They're kind of having a fear of missing out type thing going on right now. So they don't know If moving is the right move right now, they're weighing out their options uh, just because of what the market's predicting. The interest rates are really low right now. So that's always enticing for new buyers. It's bringing a lot of new buyers into the marketplace. On top of that, there's really low inventory. So basically, what we have right now is a seller's market. When there's very low inventory and the interest rates are low, that's a seller's market because it's enticing to the buyers because of the interest rates. However, it's going to be a battle to get the property just because seller has a bunch of buyers that are going to be making offers and all that sort of stuff. So it makes a lot of competition between the buyers.
0: It kind of sounds like because of the pandemic that this is a bit of panic shopping. Like if I don't get it now, I'll never get it.
1: I think what people, there is a little bit of that. I don't know if I'd quite call it panic, but I do see a lot of the fear of missing out. So I guess, I guess they kind of go together. But I think a lot of that is due to the interest rate. People are just trying to lock in their rates right now while they're low, because we don't know if they're going to go back up. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty right now, especially with, you know, the housing market and everything like that. I mean, I just looked at a chart for like the whole nation on inventory levels right now, the whole nation is down 46% from this time last, which is absolutely crazy. I mean, Texas alone is down 45%. California is down like 30%. I mean, all these big states, every everyone is down right now. And so with the interest rates being so low, I mean, it's it's making people want to, you know, invest in themselves, invest in their house and their family a little bit more. But at the same time, it's not an easy time to buy a house. With that being said, it's it's a little bit easier to get financing right now. And so that's attracting new buyers. But at the same time, it's a lot harder to buy a house right now because of the inventory levels.
0: I was reading on Reddit that for some people, they're actually being outbid on homes. And in some cases, these homes are they're being overpaid for. I mean, is that all to the interest rate?
1: I wouldn't say all to the interest rate. I think it's the combination of everything that's going on right now. So you have you have the personal side of things and then you have the market side of things. So with the market, like I've said, the low interest rates and the low inventory, but also with what's going on with everyone's personal lives right now, you know, people are working from home more than ever right now. Companies are kind of transitioning to that model. A lot of people don't know if they're gonna have to go back into the office or not. So that's kind of an unknown. However, I think for the majority, companies are kind of of taking taking this on and kind of transitioning to a more work from home basis so people are wanting to invest in their house more more space more areas more office space you know things like that and so they're willing to pay a little bit more so they can secure this house for a long time and that way they know you know okay we're going to live here for a long time you know we've overpaid a little bit for it so they're kind of justifying it with their emotions i feel like a lot of people are buying with emotion right now much more than actually logic and like breaking down the numbers. I can give you a personal example of this. Actually, I just listed my personal house on the market two days ago. We had 30 offers in two days. Probably 20 of them were all over asking price. The one we accepted came in $36,000 over asking price. And that just goes to show you like this market right now, there's so many buyers in it, but there's just not enough inventory. Everyone is putting offers on the same houses right now because there's just nothing else in certain areas. You know, not every area is like this, but if you're an appreciation area that has a lot of booming stuff, construction, new restaurants, dining, schools, things like that, that's going to be very attractive for people that are trying to make this transition after the the COVID pandemic.
0: Now, I also read that to be more competitive when bidding on homes, people have started to waive the inspection and appraisal fees. Is that a smart move to do?
1: If you have the money, it is. If you don't, it's actually really risky. So how that works is, and that actually just happened on On the sale of my home residence, also. So, the the top bid that we accepted, they waived the appraisal fee and they did that because they have enough money down to where if the appraisal comes in low, they can cover the difference. The people that usually do that are people that have the big down payments because they know that if it comes in low, that's not going to be a problem. If you don't have the difference in the down payment, you can easily lose your earnest money deposit that you put down because the low appraisal and you can't make the difference and then the financing falls through.
0: You have people who are over paying, possibly taking a risk because they're not, you know, doing an inspection. Would you even consider that these types of people are purchasing a home as a long-term investment? Some
1: people call it that. And I'm, honestly, I think people call it that just to make themselves feel better. But I don't necessarily think that everyone, I I don't know if right now I would consider just buying my primary residence as a long-term investment. It kind of depends on the area and things like that. I mean, you can consider it that. There are ways to structure um, real estate. Real estate deals in terms of buying houses, like buying houses in general, those are great long-term cash flow strategies that you can build long-term wealth with. But, you know, you have to be, you have to understand what you're doing and you have to set things up in certain models and extra strategies to make sure everything goes right. In terms of just a primary residence, yeah, I mean, a house, an asset is always a great investment, you know, strategy if you have everything right in place.
0: So let's say you're one of these people who want to waive the inspection fees. What are some red flags that you should be looking out for?
1: There's definitely some signals that I need to know to understand the market because when you're buying a house, you want to understand what's going on with your market rather than just what everyone is saying. So if you analyze the data, then you'll know. And it's not really like it's not picking down a ton of data. It's really just looking at some key signals. And these signals are like days on market. You want to understand the average days on market that it's taking a house in your area to sell. And then you also want to look at the percentage that the houses that are selling in your area are selling for in terms of list price. So If a house is selling for 100% list price, you most likely will need to offer at least full price offer for the house that you're looking to get. You know, If you're seeing that houses are selling for 70% list price, 80% list price, you might be able to get a little bit of a deal on it. Now in this market, we're seeing 110, 120% list price. That should tell you right off the bat that going into this, you need to understand that I'm going to probably have to put an offer in that's you know, a little, maybe quite a bit over asking if I'm going to have a shot at getting this accepted.
0: When is the best time to purchase a home? Is it is it based on the seasons or should you be looking at interest rate for mortgages? I think it's more so on what the market's doing than the season. So if I was looking to purchase a house, if it was a
1: perfect world, I would pick, you know, obviously be in a buyer's market to where there's a lot of inventory. There's a lot to choose from with low interest rates. That's enticing to a buyer because you're getting in with goods financing terms and you have a lot to choose from. And when you have a lot to choose from, there's not you don't see these bidding wars and you don't see a lot of offers being way over asking price and things like that. So you just have it's just overall a much better buying experience for a buyer when they're in a buyer's market, obviously. When you're in a market like this, it's just tough all around. It's tough because you're just you know right out the gate when you go see a house you're flooded, and you have 50 to 60 other people seeing the same house.
0: Well, what can you do to educate yourself on the financing part of uh, mortgages? Because it seems to be uh, a bit daunting for some people.
1: Yeah, I mean, it really is just because you don't know, you know, everything that's going on in your life, your credit, your, your income, your debt to income ratio, all of that is considered when you're going to get um, financing for a house. So, I mean, you have to be thinking about everything that's you know, being attributed to, and you have to, you know, plan these things ahead ahead of time. A lot of the times people think that they can just tap their fingers and decide they want to move and that they're automatically going to get approved without planning and putting certain things in place and working on their credit and, you know, doing these things, they find out real quickly that, Hey, this isn't going to, you know, you're not qualified for this or whatnot. And then you have to go back and start doing those things. But I think it's really good if people are proactive and understanding that, it's not just about how much you make. It also is about this. It's about that. How much can you put down? Like there's a lot of different variables that go into it. So really just educating yourself about what's required and, and, and things like that and, and what needs to change and what helps is always a good always a good thing to do when you're getting into a house purchase.
0: Well, Doug, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you being here. For those listening, where can I find more information about you?
1: Um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's at theflipwhiz.
0: This has been The Mason Vera
1: Payne Show. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to hear more? Head to WGNradio.com for exclusive content by Mason. Also, follow Mason on Facebook and Twitter at Mason Vera Payne. That's all one word. And don't forget to share the show with your friends.